Welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Fairfax. We hope you enjoy this sermon from a recent Sunday worship service. Do you know someone who's been canceled or exiled from a community after harm was done? The term cancel has been used in the past decade or so to refer to the act of rejecting someone in mass. Webster's Dictionary even defines cancel culture as the practice of, or tendency of engaging in mass canceling as a way of expressing disapproval and exerting social pressure. This often happens online via social media and in the public media. Shame and blame take a front seat and reconciliation does not seem to be a goal. Black activist and author Adrienne Marie Brown writes about cancel culture in her book, We Will Not Cancel Us and Other Dreams of Transformative Justice. She says, knee-jerk call-outs say, those who cause harm or mess up or disagree with us cannot change and cannot belong. They must be eradicated. The bad things in the world cannot change and we must disappear the bad until there is only good left. But one layer under that, what I hear is, we cannot change. We do not believe we can create compelling pathways from being harm doers to being healed and growing. We do not believe that we can hold the complexity of a gray situation. We do not believe in our own complexity. We do not believe that we can navigate conflict and struggle in principled ways. We can only handle a binary thinking, good and bad, innocent and guilty, angel and abuser, black and white, etc. I also hear what Adrian hears in that hopeless narrative. That feels like a world without faith in healing and growth and change and evolution. Do we believe these things? Or do we have room for expansiveness? Do we have room for gray and complexity and conflict and healing? I invite you to really breathe into that question. Because I'm not talking about rejecting versus forgiving harm doers on a personal level. I'm talking about mass rejection of a person without consideration, especially within movement work. Whoever makes a mistake may be exiled from the community. Adrienne Marie Brown frames it this way. Canceling is punishment, and punishment doesn't stop the cycle of harm, not long-term. Canceling may even be counter-abolitionist. Instead of prison bars, we place each other in an overflowing box of untouchables, often with no trial, and strip us of past and future, of the complexity of being gifted and troubled, brilliant and broken. 
Canceling does not address the harm that has been done in any way. And it certainly does not result in healing or repair. We cannot learn from cancellation. And as you use, we affirm and promote inherent worth and dignity, the inherent web of which we are all a part, yet it still remains a struggle to hold on to those things when harm occurs. On repentance and repair, making amends in an unapologetic world, is the book that has been chosen for this year's common read for the UUA. This 2022 Beacon Press book, Rabbi Dana Ruttenberg offers a fresh perspective on how we make ourselves accountable to others. She writes, we are each in a thousand different ways, both harm doer and victim. Sometimes we hurt, sometimes we hurt others, whether intentional or not. The path of repentance is one that can help us not only repair what we have broken to the fullest extent possible, but to grow in the process of doing so. Rabbi Ruttenberg uses the word repentance, which I believe to be a sibling to an important part of reconciliation and repair. It's the first step in addressing the harm that has been done, admitting and naming the harm that has been done. Christian religion has historically guided people to repent for their sins. The word reconciliation even comes from that Catholic tradition as the sacrament of penance, meaning confession. Methodists have prayers of confession. Baptists have hymns about being a sinner. And Unitarian Universalists believe in universal salvation that we do not need to be saved from our sinfulness, but that we have a choice and a capacity to do good and create heaven here on earth. That does not mean, however, that we, do, what, that we always choose the good. As human beings, we fall short of our capacity for good. We make mistakes. And therefore, a part of our belief in universal salvation comes with the call to remain accountable to each other in moments of harm. It's important for us to consider reconciliation and repair in our personal and wider contexts. And I'm trying to help you explore both the intimate and the ultimate. The fractal nature of things is at play here, the small and intimate is reflective of the larger, the ultimate. Adrian Marie Moran writes, we will set down this punitive measure and pick each other up, leaving no traumatized person behind. What if we could, what could we heal if we took on that philosophy, leaving no traumatized person behind. It would take courage and strength and willingness. Rabbi Ruttenberg writes that addressing harm is possible only when we bravely face the gap between the story we tell about ourselves, the one in which we are the hero, fighting the good fight, doing our best, 
behaving responsibly and appropriately in every context, and the reality of our actions. We need to summon the courage to cross the bridge over that cognitively dissonant gulf and face who we are, who we have been, even if it threatens our story of ourselves. It's the only way we can begin to undertake any possible repair of the harm we've done and become the kind of person who might do better next time. And that, in my opinion, is what's truly heroic. Yes. Amen to Rabbi Ruttenberg. To be accountable to one another is to accept that we, none of us, are perfect. We must be deeply honest with ourselves and each other, beginning again in love. The rabbi continues her explanation of repentance in this context of repair. She says, the work of repentance demands curiosity care and a willingness to face hard things with bravery and honesty. While we can't undo the past, we can address the present with integrity and endeavor to create a future that is much more whole than anything we can imagine from here. We are a covenantal faith community. We have written agreements on how we will be together as a congregation. Sometimes as small groups, we have covenants. As a staff, we have a covenant. And when harm occurs, it's critical that we revisit those covenants. We often read them aloud together when we need to revisit them. And sometimes we modify them to clear, for clarity because we may have learned something new from how they were previously structured. We can learn from large-scale truth and reconciliation commissions, such as the one called in South Africa after apartheid ended in 1994. The Truth and Reconciliation Commission was created to help reconcile a people and country deeply divided by decades of legally sanctioned segregation, discrimination, and widespread human rights violations. There was an investigation followed by a campaign of truth-telling by the perpetrators. This was built on the premise and promise that the truth would help heal and rebuild a shattered past. It was believed that by uncovering the truth about what happened to relatives and loved ones that these answers would help victims and survivors move forward for closure and peace. And while there was disagreement over the extent to which the Truth and Reconciliation Commission succeeded in their goal of reuniting the fractured nation, it is clear that the opportunity for victims to learn long-buried truths, to confront their tormentors, to tell their stories in a public forum, and to be acknowledged publicly for the suffering and injustice they endured, was both powerful and transformative for many. This effort also came with a rewritten constitution. Can you imagine if we had rewritten our constitution decades ago to atone for the harm done, specifically to African Americans in this country? 
So one of our problems is that we do not have a culture of reconciliation and repair. And another problem is that we don't have rituals of repentance in our faith. Because we don't focus on sin, we don't spend much time on repentance. But the time has come for us to invest in accountability, to breathe into our faith in healing and repair. Our silences will not protect or heal us. Only naming and admission of harm can begin the process of reconciliation. So may we seek a right path for our own story, knowing the truly heroic journey is the difficult road of imperfection and growth. May we expand our hearts toward each other, knowing we will falter and we are worthy of grace. Blessed be, may it be so, and amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon from the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Fairfax. To listen to more sermon podcasts, go to uucf.org slash worship hyphen services and scroll down to sermon podcasts.